Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek, the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events. Oh, sorry. (laughs) My bad. The best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events, concerts, and more for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event. Use promo code OSP, download the SeatGeek app, or go right to SeatGeek.com. Today, promo code OSP. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Do you want an edge over Vegas? We all do. If you're if you're a gambling man, you want to get that edge. So download BetQL, the app you need to get an advantage this season. Discover value bets, line movement, and find out what bets the public backs with BetQL. The best part? BetQL is free to download from your mobile device. Head to BetQL.co and use promo code SHINING for your three-day trial. Give yourself an advantage over Vegas and download BetQL. That's BetQL.co. And promo code SHINING. We are also brought to you by the Ringer NBA Palooza, Tate, where today you and I spent basically the entire day amongst the NBA heads. The NBA holes, as Cousin the NBA Sal. Hole, yeah, as Cousin Sal So eloquently puts it. The NBA holes of the ringer.com, which is another way of saying the ringer.com staff. Uh, we just broke down the NBA Everything there is to know about the NBA was covered today. Check that out. If you like the NBA, so we learned so much we learned while so trying to teach people. We I mean, learned that's usually the best way to do it, right? Yeah. What, so what? Let's go over what we did. We did a fantasy uh, uh, draft where we drafted players, players that were the seven best players just for this year, just for one game, but not just for one game for the entire season, right? But also seven guys that could work in a rotation. But not the but seven not, best players. But we we are had they playing? Are they, are they playing the aliens or are they playing the same? The other seven best players. No, they're the playing the monsters. They're playing the monsters, which is the '90s version of the monsters of the wine bottles. Yeah. No, 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 hold on. The 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 aliens drink the wine bottles. Yes. Then they come down to Earth, challenge yes. us to the game drunkenly, drunkenly. Yes. And we have to pick the seven best players who. who are not as drunk, sober. We, no, you have to determine their trade values. Okay, yes. And That's what it was. The seven best trade value players play the 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 sober trade value players play the drunk aliens and which team could win. So but, and we thought and that's how we construct our team. We, AKA the story is Space Jam. Yeah, Space right, right. Jam 2. Space Jam 2. We we put together a great team. Uh not to brag. Um House and Bill had three MVPs on their team, but you know what? They didn't have is blue bloods. Blue bloods, yes. Yeah. Five had, stars. Yeah, we had all the five star guys. Elite prospects, not elite players necessarily. Elite prospects. Uh, we also did a a. Uh, we just got done taping the wins pool where Tate and I had to basically pick our three teams. We, it was a big draft with a bunch of people at the ringer dot com and um, had to pick our our favorite team or not our favorite teams, but like the teams we think we're going to win the most. The three the three we ended up with the Lakers of the West. Mm-hmm. The Lakers of the East, the Hornets, and, and the Lakers of the Warriors, the Kings. The Lakers of college basketball. Yes. Which are the Kings. Yes. As we said, the, the the Sacramento Kings, which, by the way, you're listening to this, you probably like college basketball. If you are completely clueless, like I'm talking more clueless than I am on yeah. the NBA. Alicia Silverstone yeah. clueless. Yes. Go Google the Sacramento Kings roster if you're a college basketball fan and you're not aware of this and just be blown. You're going to you're gonna read the roster and be like, this is the greatest goddamn team on earth. You're going to go, <laughs> how did this team not win the 2016 National Championship? <laughs> right. How did Jalen Brunson right. beat this team? It's basically just like every guy that's mattered in college basketball the last like four years is on 
the Sacramento Kings. Minus Trey yeah. Young, who they really, yeah. really want. They really want to really trade. And yeah. they're doing everything. They're trying to trade <laughs> Zach Randolph and, and other. Marvin Bagley's like, are you yeah. guys sure you want me? And they're yeah. like, ah, well, we're close. We took Fox last year, so they didn't do that. But, you know, it was a lot of fun. We we did all that. We made all the picks. And then we talked about all the rookies. We talked about the rookies. And that's, that's what we're going to do today. Uh, so... We we discussed it as a team. We uh, are going to do a, a, a quote unquote real podcast on Thursday mm-hmm. um, about where, the FBI. and by and by real stuff. If you're listening to this now, you're clicking play, saying, "I'm sure these guys are going to talk about Zion Williamson being cited." Mm. It's happening. Mm. I, you taught me to use the word "cited," and mm. that's the word I'm going to use. Yes, not detained yet. Just He's cited. not detained. He has Just not been cited. arrested. He, uh, but he has been cited. Ooh, mm. Interesting. It's not looking so great for Bill Self either. Not good. Interesting. Not the, good. The FBI stuff, the heat's getting turned up a little bit, and we're very excited about that. We have a lot of thoughts on it, but we do want to wait uh, yeah. for all the information to come out. Not to say that all the information will be yeah. out by Thursday, but we'll have more information, or we'll probably maybe have the same information, and but regardless, is more a, time. And that is a way of saying we just did a shit ton of stuff about NBA and our brains are fried and we don't want to really do a podcast right now. And it's also a, a, <laughs> a way to say we're going to monitor the situation as they right. do. Yeah, we're going to monitor the situation. So we're going to monitor the situation. We don't want to shortchange you guys. Uh, we, you know, you guys want to hear us, us talk about Zion and Bill Self and um, Rick Bettina's new podcast that's out. I've not listened to it yet. I searched for it on my podcast app and it wasn't posted yet, but he... He said, he put out a tweet on Monday that was like, Hey, Petuitos. Hey, Petuitos. I know it's Monday. And he cited Garfield. He was like, If something about lasagna, uh, if you He's love like, lasagna, You wanted as much as Garfield, if Garfield wants lasagna. Garfield wants lasagna. And all I could think about was Rick Bettino in his underpants watching Garfield <laughs> eat lasagna. Uh, <laughs> after if, recording a podcast. What if Rick Bettino, like, this next act of his life is just being like an old catty woman who hates Mondays mm. and, and is like a not until I've had my coffee type person mm-hmm. he's just like an old just like oh I hate Monday like it, what if he what if he does every podcast on Monday he tapes and he like opens every show with like well folks it's Monday and if you know anything about me I hate Mondays and he just leans into that that would be awesome that'd, that'd be, be great fun. I mean oh, he did say that he can't help himself from waking up at 4am and putting on a tracksuit. so uh, <laughs> if you're at a local YMCA in uh, southern Florida so you better we, watch out because Rick Pitino is coming to we, work you out we, have, we all have different <laughs> temptations in life and apparently Rick Pitino's <laughs> one vice his one vice the mm. one vice that he has in his life is he wants to wake up and put on tracksuits, and that's it that's the only thing so sue him you know like He's human being. He has he has temptations too. So, um, yeah, we're gonna do the we're gonna do a real show on uh, on Thursday. But uh, I am currently in Los Angeles, Tate. You made, I made it. it out here. I Let's, drove out here. I'm gonna be out here for the next ten weeks. Um, we are going on tour. These these are things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Halloween's coming up. The season is coming up. We're going to do a bunch of previews. you got all the preview magazines. We're going to read through everything, comb through everything, get everything ready for the season. This is our favorite time of the year, basically. It's Uh, all happening. Is there anything, like, real quick before we toss it to Woody Durham and actually officially start the podcast, is there anything else we should mention for the people? Just remember that Adidas is a German company. Ooh, I like this. Let's flush this out real quick. Just just give him a note. Let's do a teaser for for Thursday. Tate is working on a theory that... You do it. I don't want to. I don't want to. St- I, the U.S. I, government is investigating this mm-hmm. situation. It's the FBI, right. Federal Bureau investigation. We know that. We get that. Female booty inspectors. Wow, <laughs> it's a, it, it's moved up. It's it used Kyle, to be it's, it went from, it went from body to boob to booty. The thing about it's the FBI, three phases. Kyle, the, the, Kyle just learned what the FBI investigation is. As you said that, because Kyle, Kyle, 
Kyle, be honest. You're the guy on spring break that's buying the female booty investigator. Ever since my seventh grade trip to Washington, D.C., and I saw those T-shirts. Yes, that's what it's meant to me. (laughs) Every single year that Kyle goes to D.C., he buys another FBI shirt. (laughs) Every single person that's ever bought a female booty investigator looks exactly like Kyle. And also may have a similar tattoo. It just says different acronym where it says OSP. Uh, we love you, Kyle. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, you go uh, continue with the theory. FBI. The a- FBI American. is investigating uh, a company uh-huh. uh, by the name of Adidas. We've mm-hmm. talked about code. We've talked about all the characters. Um, mm-hmm. As I like to put it in second grade terms, you know, two rights don't make a wrong, or two wrongs don't make a right, or two something right, like Two that. rights also don't make a wrong. Two, if you're right twice, two you're not don't wrong. Make a right, two yeah. rights whatever. Who uh-huh. cares? But uh, Adidas, is at this point, is the one that's getting investigated. Uh, mm-hmm. They keep pointing to the fact that the reason that they were doing these things was to beat another company. That company happens to be a four-letter company that is an American company. Mm, it's strangely skating by. The most American company you can really think of as far as a global reach. Uh, you know, they like to do it. Um, they like to make it happen. Mm-hmm. They have some of the greatest athletes of all time signed to their roster. And somehow, despite Bill Self mentioning teams like know north carolina or duke or kentucky that oregon, are all sponsored oregon, oregon teams, arizona uh, teams that are sponsored by a, a check a certain yeah, a certain company they're verified for the kids that don't understand what a check is uh they are they're doing okay adidas a german company uh that like has been this. been living in the the same and vein this, as and this my friends is what i went on my rant a couple weeks ago about the art of the hot take this is a hot take. Mm. This is what we call in the business a hot take, where you are no longer talking about sports. You're looping in world politics. Yes. And that is a hot take, and I'm so excited to flesh this out with you on Thursday. I can just imagine right now the FBI director reading Shoe Dog and thinking, <laughs> there's no way I would <laughs> take down a man like yeah, Phil Knight. Do it, yeah. Could never do it. Couldn't do it. Meanwhile, Not he's looking at Adidas ads from, you know, back in the days and, you know, the 70s and 80s, seeing a lot of German propaganda, and, he, and, he's, and he's getting back. He's like... I'm done. Not after the PK-80 last year, which, by the way, like, the PK-80 was almost a bad thing because it was so great that now I just now realize that we're not getting a PK-81, and I'm really upset about that. And again, uh, his birthday is in February, <laughs> and, it was played, and it was played in November. Yeah, it was so played in November. That's, that's the, the hope for PK-81 is that there are loopholes. All right, so this is this is what we got uh, uh, for you guys this week. Uh, Check it out if you want to. We Tate and I discussed the 25 rookies heading into this NBA season that we basically, I wouldn't even classify it as that. We we went into this. We were told for this NBA Palooza we had to talk about rookies. Uh, we, they wanted some names. We gave them a list of the 25 guys we had our eye on, not necessarily the best. Um, we we just, the guys that we like from college, the guys that we're attracted to and are, are going to be keeping our eyes on. Uh, so we put together that list. We cover in the in the first part. We start talking about the odds to win Rookie of the Year. Um, it was kind of all over the place, if I'm being honest. But a um, little different vibe than what we usually do. We were trying to cater to an NBA crowd uh, a little bit, which was probably a mistake. Well, it's also one of those things too, where you're, you're very comfortable in your comfortable in your comfort right. zone. But as soon as you go into a different space, you just kind of lock up a little bit. And we had a lot of eyeballs on us. We don't really know, you know, what each one Tate Moore's goes, PER is. Well, but at one point, I, I'm just shook. At one it. point, we started talking about Trayvon Blewett, and Tate's like, Trayvon Blewett now on the Pelicans. I was like, Oh, he's on the Pelicans. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Cool. Yeah. It's like, cool. good for Blewett. Yeah, he did it. That, that, that's sort cool. of what I we had, were working I with. I actually had no idea that Trayvon Blewett was on the Pelicans. I know about his Xavier career, but. Uh, Cool. Good for him. Um, but anyway, it's a little different. We have some fun. We make Luka Doncic jokes, as we do, uh, mm. and we hope you enjoy it. So uh, here is that. We will be back again on Thursday with a more traditional episode, but here is our rookie 
contribution to the NBA Palooza. But first, Luka Doncic. What is up, America? It is the, what are we calling ourselves? The Duffel Bag Boys still? Are we going with that? We're getting a yeah, Duffel, Duffel, Duffel Bag like Boys. That. For now, we'll figure it out. We are We're still in the Titus and Tate of One yes. Shining Podcast. Uh, we are going to talk about stuff, weirdly, that has nothing to do with the FBI. Well, maybe. We might We might bring up the FBI. We may we, touch on we always, we always FBI find, topics at some point. We always find a way. Uh, we, were, we are tasked with this, Tate, because um, we watch these guys. We, we, are, we are tasked <laughs> with talking about the rookies. Uh, we watch these guys in college. Um, we which are, some people in the NBA think that's a chore to watch guys yeah, play college basketball. Yeah, which we do not find it that way. The idea of watching college basketball for enjoyment and not scouting is a very foreign concept around these parts. That you, you mean just players like, that aren't playing just for money? Yeah, they're playing for you know yeah. the pride. Well, some I guess back to the FBI. Right. Sometimes some they do. Really sometimes money. they do play for money. Uh, so we have been tasked with talking about our top twenty-five rookies. Um, and that's what we're going to do today. And I think, I think when I think about the rookies, Tate, the big question that comes to everyone's mind right out of the gate is, will Ben Simmons repeat as Rookie of the Year? The first guy to do the that. The first guy to ever do it. I think, I think he has the talent for it. I think like when you watch Ben Simmons play, you're like, that's a man. A guy from Australia. Yeah. That's a man who is good at this mm. basketball thing. Uh, the question now becomes... Is he good enough to do it again? As you said, I went through the record books. No one has ever repeated as Rookie of the Year. Um, he did it. Ben Simmons did it in his second year. Now everyone's wondering, is he going to be able to do it in his third? We will see. I personally don't think so. Uh, do you want to start there? Should we start with like the rookie of the, the handicapping the Rookie of the Year race? Let's get to the Rookie of the Year odds that have come out. But okay. I should say, I thought Michael Carter-Williams had a chance to repeat as a rookie. Rookie of the Year guy at, at one point. People forget but Michael Carter was. He won Rookie of the Year. In the same way that Emeka Okafor also won Rookie of the Year. So, you know, Rookie of the Year odds, for what it's worth, doesn't always, uh, you know, line up. Uh, shout out to Emeka Okafor. Sorry that he got cut by the Pelicans. We'll get to the Pelicans at uh, some point in the future, probably. Maybe we'll see what happens. Uh, rookie of the Year odds. Everyone's talking about uh, this one guy who we don't even consider him a rookie. We're going to get to him later because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, EuroLeague is a different tier of basketball than college basketball. This is it's it's on a yeah j- right just, isn't that right yeah so Luka Doncic as we're looking at the odds right now so he's the favorite Luka he Doncic. is the favorite to yes. win Rookie of the Year and I think plus three thirty three the man so here's my problem with this with Luka Doncic winning Rookie of the Year a lot of people don't realize this Tate and I I don't I, you know like I I I it's really strange that they don't know this but Luka Doncic was actually named. EuroLeague MVP as a 19-year-old. Wow. This is something that happened, and for some reason, it's just not getting talked about. Uh, but the concern I have with this is, like, as you know, once you realize that he once won the EuroLeague MVP as a 19-year-old, you realize, hey, wait, EuroLeague, isn't that, like, basically the exact same as the NBA? It's, like, the exact same yes. kind of level of basketball. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's, like, NBA, maybe, like, slightly one step down as EuroLeague, where a 19-year-old can dominate these guys that smoke cigarettes at halftime. And then, like, all the way down here is NCAA. So in my mind, like, yes, Luka Doncic is really good and, and one of the best players in this class, no question about it. But is he really a rookie? Because once you've once you you have schooled these, you know, these these guys from Serbia with these back kids. hair. Yeah. Oh, these, you're talking about these guys yeah, once, in Serbia. Yes. Yeah, once you once you you know, if if you're schooling forty five year olds from Serbia with back hair, uh while I, smoking I think, a pack of cigarettes. I think you've proven yourself that you're not really a rookie. Yes. You know what I mean? 
Um, but he is the favorite. I think technically he is a rookie, so we have to... We'll acknowledge the fact that that we'll is out there. It, yeah. uh, the next name that we have, uh, the second favorite, is a guy that we both love. A guy that, uh, you know, as we saw in some of the, the recent reports, you know, Kansas really missed out on this guy. The, some of the, the recent reports. Some of the recent reports. Uh, number one pick, DeAndre Ayton, plus 375 to win rookie of the year. Uh, so he the, looks the part. So so to far, the this, to, to me, so far, this is not surprising. Doncic is number one to mm-hmm. win Rookie of the Year. Uh, the the NBA media machine is going to be pumping it. Like like Doncic, it, it could be February, and Doncic is averaging like twelve points, six assists, and like six rebounds, Let, and people are going to be like, "But but you have to watch the games." Let, you have let's to, say he averages what Josh Jackson did last year, which is right. about fourteen points, one steal, like six rebounds, something yeah. along those lines. We're like. You got to bring him up. Yeah, you got to bring still up be, Luka. They'll, still, they'll still be they'll still be gassing him up because at this point, what would happen if his name was Luke Donald? <laughs> That's the <laughs> question. Uh, yeah, his name was Luke Donald, and he's from like like Cincinnati, Alabama. Ohio. Yeah, he's from Cincinnati, Ohio. Does anybody care about this guy? But you know what, Tate? He's not. He's Luka Doncic. He won the Euroleague MVP as a 19 year old. So put some respect on and his name. He's going to follow in the footsteps of all those other Euroleague MVPs that came to the NBA, such as. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Not well, really sure, we'll, but... Yeah, we'll figure but, it out. But, but he is great. Uh, so that's not really a surprise that he's number one. Aiden, obviously not a surprise that he's the second best odds. He was the number one pick for a reason. Um, he's in a good situation, too, to like win rookie of the year, right? Wouldn't we agree that the Sun... Like, I mean, in, in all seriousness, like, a, like for example, Tate, Jason Tatum last year, um, I, he was obviously a very good player. I didn't really think he was going to win rookie of the year because he... I, for me, like the rookie of the year has to be the guy that's like carrying the team. You basically, you have to be on a shitty. team. You have to be Ben Simmons. Yeah, you have to be on a really shitty. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Not a shitty team. Just a joke. Folks. For me, like I get excited about the rookie of the year odds when I'm thinking about guys that are going to be on the shitty teams that can shoot whenever they want and can. The Marvin Bagley's yeah, of the world this right. year, or so, the De- DeAndre Aiden's. I think that's but Aiden does have some help. You know, like the Suns are going to be. He's going to be okay-ish, right? Yeah, we can talk about right. their team. I mean, they have Tyson Chandler, who he's probably going to start. Probably going to start over Tyson Chandler at this point. Uh, they have Ryan Anderson, another guy that people remember, uh, shoots a lot of threes. We used to be on the Rockets. I think what will happen, and we kind of talked about this off air. They don't have a point guard. There's all mm. these reports that came out that they wanted to trade for Rozier. That didn't work out. Now it's Isaiah Cannon. Yeah. Uh, it's, so there, is, is he so, not good? Uh, well, I'm, you know, I mean, yeah. Uh, well, it, it is funny. Though. So the Suns went from having like four point guards two years ago to now they have like no point guards and they have all these wings. They have TJ Warren, Josh Jackson, Aiden, all those guys. So there's a chance that he puts up a lot of numbers like 20 and 15, something crazy like that. That's what that. I'm saying. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. So I, I, that makes sense to me. This is where it starts to get interesting. Yes. The third best odds are Colin Sexton. <laughs> Whoa. You're 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 giving that the X. Not his fault, gate. right? It's Ty Lue's fault. And it's the Cleveland Cavaliers' fault. And it's the old guy problem fault where we're gonna play George Hill because we're trying to win now. Oh, yeah. We're contenders. You know, we're gonna play with George Hill and Kevin Love and J.R. Smith. So and we're gonna see what happens. What do we, why do we think his odds are this high then? Why do you think Colin Sexton is the third highest? <laughs> because the Cavs- what, what did I just say? Because George Hill is starting over him. So George <laughs> Hill will be what, he'll play in 10, 11 games, and then Colin Sexton's the starting point. I think guard. Colin Sexton, uh the thing going for him is that he, so I, I believe in Colin Sexton's NBA career. I'm worried. I don't think he's as talent talented enough to win Rookie of the Year, and that's not a slight. I think that this is. I think a Colin Sexton's NBA career trajectory is going to be like he's going to have ups and downs this year. It's going to piss him off. He's going to work hard next year. He's, he's just basically going to get slightly better every year. Mm-hmm. Like that's. I I don't believe in Colin Sexton because of his ability. I believe in Colin Sexton because. The dude will not accept failure, and like if at any point he realizes I'm not an NBA All Star, he's just gonna 
kill himself trying to become an NBA All-Star, and it'll eventually happen. So I think it's kind of like... For that reason, but I don't know if I believe in from rookie of the year. To put it in a Peter Pan sense, it's basically like he's Rufio, and everything's going well in Neverland, <laughs> and he thinks he's the king, he thinks he's the captain, everything's going well great from where he's been. And then, you know, Peter Pan comes along and is like, what's up, Doc? Absolutely great reference. Thank you. I'll very, be here all week. Very, uh, very good reference. Next, next we have uh, a guy that we talked about, and this is the New York media market. Uh, yeah, as this always, is the, the media machine is going to be behind this guy. Kevin Knox, uh, plus 750. Mm. Not just the New York machine, but the Kentucky machine. The Camelot. The Calipari machine. Yeah, the Calipari machine will be going. Um, all that. What do we think about Kevin Knox, though? We think he is Brandon Ingram Ooh. 2.0. Right? Is, is that what we think? I mean, that's what I think. I, okay. I mean, I like Kevin Knox. He looks the part. He, I mean, that's the thing with Ingram. Same thing. He looks the part, so everyone's like... Here it is. Here is our next Durant. So, Here is our guy. Here is our Kawhi. The problem with Kevin Knox, uh, I love his game. Um, very, very good. But I think the problem with him is that if you just watch like highlights, you just kind of pop in. You're someone who you're watching college basketball. You're flipping through the channels. You, you catch five minutes of a Kentucky game, whatever. He can wow you. He's 6'9", 6'10", whatever it is. He handles the ball. He's smooth stroke. It's kind of like the Jeff Green syndrome. A lot to love. It looks the part. But if you sit there and you watch like a whole game or you follow Kentucky the entire season, there's so many times where like Knox would disappear. And as we say, as we say on the pod all the time, you got to make shots. You have to make shots. There was a reason last year that Cal didn't like Kentucky and he was slow playing <laughs> Kentucky. Like that's my biggest worry about Kevin Knox. Is like at the very start of last season, John Calipari said, "I'm not doing my podcast." He was not showing up on Sports Center talking mm-hmm. about. How his, gr- guys, his guys, his kids. these kids. Yeah, anything. He wasn't doing any of that. And it was because he didn't believe in his team. He said, like, these guys are not good enough. I, I know that right now. He did it all year. They lose kind of early. Not wasn't that bad. But they, what, what, what did they do in the NCAA term? They lost to Kansas State, right, in the Sweet yeah. 16? Yeah. Yeah. So when, they had, like, when they had the free run, everyone yeah. thought they were going to go straight to right. the Final Right, it wasn't four. like that bad, but it was, you know. Like, Cal kind of knew the deal. And I think that's an indictment on Knox's talent. Because... Especially when you compare it to this year where Cal is just like over the moon about his team. You know what I mean? And especially when you see a guy like Tatum the year before, which is that wing that you think yeah. Knox is. You know what I mean? Like a yeah. score, like a true scorer. Knox is a lot like Ingram where he's not going to get to the rim at first because he's just sort of lanky and not as strong yet. And he's going to take a lot of mid-range shots. He's going to brick a lot of mid-range shots at first. And then as he builds his body up, he's going to be like Ingram, and now Ingram's right. getting to the basket, and right. it, like more things are working out for him at this point. Um, Grow yeah. into your NBA body. I don't mean Kevin to. Knox. I don't mean to disrespect. Yeah, I, I actually I, I like Kevin Knox's game. These it's are just, all. It's just when we're comparing him, like is Kevin Knox the fourth best rookie? I would say no. I would I would say like the reason people are excited about him is because again you catch those snippets and you you then extrapolate what you see over the course of an eighty two game season. You're like this guy's going to be unstoppable but it's kind of like watching yeah. Kyrie at Duke you know yeah. you watch 11 games and you're like this guy's gonna be unstoppable gonna be and you're like he's he's sitting out the rest of the year he's going to the NBA he's gonna be the number one pick uh next up speaking of Duke guys Marvin Bagley mm-hmm. plus 1100 the Sacramento Kings a guy that we both we, lo- we we were in love with Marvin Bagley I was in love with Marvin Bagley for this reason he absolutely shredded college basketball to pieces last year and my whole stance in the pre-draft stuff, uh, that becomes our job after we cover college basketball. We then pivot to NBA draft stuff, and then people come to our come to us. It's like, usually hey. a rousing success. Yeah. People are very excited. And about people it. love to hear us talk about the NBA. That's why everyone's tuning in right yeah, now. And they're, we know. They're, we know how it goes. They're eating this up. Um, so people come to us, they say, what do you think about Marvin Bagley? A little undersized, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't have a, a position, right? Not really great on defense, right? And you and I looked at each other, we're like, I think you're overthinking it. I think <laughs> yeah, Marvin Beckley yeah. is just good as shit. Like, if you just watch the game, like, I don't know how, mm. I don't, I can't really, I mean, I could explain it, but uh, 
I don't think it really needs explanation. I don't think we really need to dissect how it happened. The man just completely shredded the ACC, which, again, isn't as good as the EuroLeague. I think you just have to ask one company <laughs> what they think about Marvin Bagley's talent, and they'll tell you he's pretty good. So, the other thing people forget about Marvin Bagley, he reclassified. He should be a freshman going into this year. Mm. He, he uh, you know. So maybe he <laughs> will very, be the first guy that can win Rookie of the Year back-to-back. Yep, exactly. And can we talk about his intelligence to reclassify that this is a man, I want to remind NBA people, may, may not realize this, Marvin Bagley skipped an entire year of high school and got into Duke University nonetheless. But so did not think win, about how smart you have to be Didn't win EuroLeague MVP, though. Did not win EuroLeague MVP. That was the, the only thing that But really his basketball happened. IQ is off the charts. Um, yeah, I, I think people are just overthinking it. I, I Again, I haven't watched... I haven't really watched him in preseason. He's doing all right? Doing He's all doing all right. right. Yeah. He's doing all right. It's going to be slow burn. The Kings The Kings are basically a college team. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just talk about the Kings in general. We both believe here at this program, One Shining Pod, that... The Kings are making a long play. It's the Vladi play. And the Vladi play is, I want Coach Calipari. What does Vivek that, want? That, he yes. wants Coach Calipari. He yes. wants the name recognition. And how do you get Coach Cal? You, you bring five stars. You bring you in, draft five stars all from the Blue Bloods that Calipari Vlade went is after. Team Blue Bud. All the way. It. He's just like us. At this He's program. like us. He's like, oh, Harry Giles? Yes. Marvin yeah. Bagley? Yes. Frank Justin Mason. Jackson? Yes. Frank Mason? Yes. De'Aaron Buddy Fox? Hield. Yes. Buddy Hill? Yes. <laughs> Every single college player that you love from your Blue Blood programs, Vladi Divac has watched. It's, it's, it's like the Michael Jordan syndrome. It's like, I'm going to watch these six programs. I think that they've scouted well enough, and then I'm going to draft this a ha- from the program. This happens to me every every time I watch the NBA. Contrary to popular belief, I do follow the NBA throughout the season, and I will watch games. Um, but I always attach myself to one team uh, that isn't necessarily a title contender. And I always basically am very wrong on how good that team is and that's going to be the Kings or me like I was looking up I looked up the Kings roster the other day and I was blown away and I was like I love this team so much they're going to surprise some people etc uh, and then I look up like their win like we're about to do this wins pool thing and I'm looking up their project they're literally considered the worst team in the NBA goal, or maybe the Hawks are worse maybe they're the second worst uh, they're, so that's going to be that's just, I, I love I love how that happens like these teams with college, this was like the Sixers a few years ago and like the Sixers were were tanking on purpose. And I looked at the roster, I was like, I kind of like these guys. Well, it, it was <laughs> the time. All the college stars. That's when we were doing the can Kentucky beat the Sixers in the yeah. same way can Alabama beat the Browns. That was yeah. like that period in time where we were doing that whole but thing. But the Kings, like if you're a college basketball fan, the Kings are your team. Mm-hmm. They have to be, right? Yes. And they, they play I've like a college seen, basketball team. If yeah. you watch the Jazz preseason game, they were down 42 yeah. to 17. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Quinn Snyder is like running real basketball sets. And Willie Colley Stein, Harry Jones, everyone's looking around like, what? What is this? Like, yeah. what is going on here? Yeah. And, you know, Jaeger's just like, I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. Coach Cal will be here in two years. <laughs> He'll teach you how to play defense in two years. Uh, next up down the list, we got Trey Young, a guy that mm. uh, captured the zeitgeist until about December 20th, and then people turned on him last Trae year. Trey Young got chewed up and spit out <laughs> by so the entire nation. So of, fast. Yeah, it was. it's a sad story. It kind of was but like Johnny really, Manziel gonna, a little, but like he didn't yeah. do anything wrong. You know, he just kind of yeah. like kept playing basketball, but people were like, I thought this guy was the best. Meanwhile, like, nobody, nobody, and I say nobody as a uh, collective, um, nobody knows what his voice even sounds like. Because like you said, it's not like he's... He, he's very soft spoken. No, it's he not like kinda, a yeah, not like a Jalen. He's not acting type, a fool. Yeah. He just he just is is really good. He knows he's good, and he shoots deep threes. And then everyone's like, "Is this a good? Are, are we sure this is a good thing that he's pulling up from forty five and feet?" And we have to be honest. We know how this works. You're not watching the games. All mm-hmm. these people, you're, you're not watching the whole game. Mm-hmm. You're watching highlights. Mm-hmm. And what are you watching? Trey Young from thirty five feet pull up against the Spurs in a preseason game and hit a three to win. A terrible shot. 
Absolutely terrible shot. Absolutely terrible shot. But it goes in. We all celebrate. Uh He's going to have plenty of those moments throughout the year. Like you said, the Hawks are going to be terrible. Who is on the Hawks? (laughs) John Collins, John the Baptist. Um, There you go. DeAndre uh, Bimbry. Who is on the Hawks? <laughs> other than, you know, the, all, all of those guys. Dwayne Dedman. You know, you know those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just keep just those just guys. Keep, Tyler like, Dorsey, a guy I remember from Oregon. Paul Millsap, still on the Hawks. Denver Nuggets. Al Horford. Boston Celtics. Kyle Corver. They were Kyle Corver. Marvin Williams. <laughs> Could be. Might as well be. Just kidding, Marvin. I uh, love you. Yeah. So Trey Young. Um, I think like the reason people are like he's he's in a perfect situation to rookie, win rookie of the year in the sense that like we said they're gonna suck he can he he's can, a starting point guard he can pull up from th- if if he would have missed that shot in the preseason like no one would have said it I mean fans would have but in, inside the Hawks organization they, it's not like they would have been like get your ass to the bench you're not playing anymore how dare you as a rookie shoot the shot they'd be like all right well do it again next you know try it again tomorrow because you're all you're all we have um, so he's in a great he's in a great spot because of that the problem becomes can he consistently. Uh, hit 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 those insane threes and eh, I don't know consistently no right. but will he take them yes will and will they them. eventually go in because of the odds there's gonna be the a lot of growing pains a lot of ups and downs with Trey Youngs this year so I'm not really yeah that, that that's the concern with him he opens the season in Madison Square Garden I could totally see in the opening game because as as excited as everyone is about the NBA starting I think the players are they all know that it's a long season so they're just kind of like. Right. Still a preseason at this point. So I can see Trey Young in Madison Square Garden in his first game mm-hmm. having one of those special games, like 30 points. like Sort of like what Curry did early on in his career in Madison Square Garden. People lose their minds. Well, and then he goes one for 14 in the next game, has two points, right. has eight turnovers. Or, or the exact opposite. Or he he sucks in Madison Square Garden to start. Everyone dismisses, dismisses him. him. And like then he, he goes on a, the Mecca. And then like he yeah. immediately goes on a tear, but nobody cares because they're like, now nah, we already we already saw everything we needed to see in that and, first game. And they're like, did you see last night Luka Doncic had uh, eight <laughs> points and four assists? <laughs> and he had that one play where he like dribbled behind his back and shot it off and one it, foot. It, it hit it incredible. off his ankle and Dennis Smith caught he, it. Dude, and he, shot, it. he shot a seven-foot bank shot. It was incredible. Have you, where, when do you see that in the NBA anymore? That's the Euro Smarts, Tate. Kind of reminds me of Euro Smarts. Kind of reminds me of Duncan. He's just a savvy guy. NCAA kids can't do that. Can we just do, we're sort of running down this list and then we're going to get into like the actual names of these guys uh, that, that really matter to us. Um, Michael Porter Jr. is on this list. Uh, we we have a fun time on our program throughout the year talking about the Michael Porter yeah. Jr. mystery. Um, he is plus 2,400 to win Rookie of the Year, which is better odds than Harry Giles. He's on this list. of He, he, he has better odds than Harry Giles. He is <laughs> not on our top 25 Miles rookies Bridges. list. No, though. he's not on, he's the not top on this list. No. Okay. No. He's not playing. Because he's not playing. Exactly. Of That's course. the point. Is that Michael Porter is uh, not a rookie. He is a uh I was I was about to come up with one of the the uh, he's a pre prookie a prookie a prookie mm-hmm. can we can we, can we coin mm-hmm. that term he's a pre prookie Bill's excited yeah, yeah Bill, Bill's very excited <laughs> about what I said like, ooh prookie I like that Porter's a prookie kind of sounds uh, like a pretzel yeah he's 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 winning rookie of the year and he's he's the twenty twenty one favorite for rookie of the year. <laughs> I wanted the question that I have for the NBA season is who plays more games, Chandler Parsons or Michael Porter Jr. Mm. And I think it's a crapshoot. I don't really know what side you want to yeah. be on. I think Parsons has a better chance to play more than Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. seems pretty resigned to never playing basketball, but to yeah. continue Ooh, to get what paid. What if that like my God, that would be that would be awesome. I mean, like it, it would suck because the kid wants to play basketball. He wants to see out his dream and all that kind of stuff. But if it's me, mm. if 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 it's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, as someone who has built his career off of not playing, that seems like it would be a great situation is to be Michael Porter Jr. and always be like one year away from being back. Like I just six more months of rehab and I'll be there. And he basically just makes like 
50, 60 million dollars over the course of his career and plays like three games. And AKA yeah. the Chandler Parsons. Yeah. Perfect. That's fantastic. It all works out. He doesn't even play three games. What if he like just literally never plays? Yeah. What? He just keeps like, yeah. But you keep believing the hype. You're like, he's a five star. Because you know how like guys like sit at, like we just, like the news just came out today that Nick Bosa on Ohio State is, he's, he, he's hurt. He could possibly maybe come back, but he's like now thinking about his future. So he's always thinking about the next. And guys sit out in bowl games and all that kind of stuff goes on. Uh, what if Michael Porter Jr. does that? He's like, I could play now, but that would jeopardize next season. And next season's more important to me. And then next season rolls around. He's like, now I could play now, but if you really look at like where we're going as a team, I think next year will be good. So I think like, he I'm should be questionable, questionable keeps, for every game. Yeah, it's on every single list questionable. Everyone's yeah. like, I don't know if Porter Jr. is going to play. We're going to see what happens. Uh, probably the last one of this list that, that we need to bring up that really yeah. matters to us as far as our program, mm-hmm. Grayson Allen. Mm-hmm. who makes the Rookie of the Year odds. Uh, he does. Very proud of you, Grayson. Very happy that Quinn Snyder has made this possible for you. Plus 9,000 odds for Grayson Allen to do this. We know that he is replacing Jarebko. Yes. So that's nice. Uh, Yeah. Grayson Allen is at Utah, which feels like... Destiny. Absolute destiny. Yes. It... it uh, we watched him in summer league. We were there, and I uh, was ready to make all the Grayson Allen jokes. And then I just saw the way, like, yeah, he's talking to Snyder, and just the whole, the whole vibe of the thing with Snyder sitting like courtside, and he's just over there talking to him, getting ready to free throw. And I don't, it just all felt so right. And I think, unfortunately, or maybe it's fortunate. You're downplaying it. Like Quinn Snyder was cuddling Grayson Allen on the sideline. I was about to say, unfortunately, we're gonna have Grayson Allen in our lives for longer. But I think. That might be fortunate. I did want to do a a little bit where we guessed how many years these guys play in the NBA, Mm. but that's a little bit morbid. But I would say Grayson Allen at this point, uh, he's he's on a Nick Collison career, you know, path at this point. He's going to go all the way. I'm thinking 12 to 15 years at the least, even if he doesn't play. The thing that's been lost, the Mike Dunleavy, the thing that has been lost about Grayson Allen because uh, and deservedly so because he made you know I'm not I'm not trying to be Coach K up here and say like. Leave, I, leave this man I alone. Misinterpreted <laughs> I misinterpreted the rules. I misinterpreted the rules. Leave this man, you know. Coach, I've never heard of remember, the scandals. Remember last year before what the season? What is a Nike? <laughs> That's what, is that what you're saying? No. They're different, Coach. Oh, I, that I was, a different shift interview. Your, that was yeah, the other interview. That was the other interview. Okay. Uh, well, last year before the season when he's doing the sit-downs with the SBA and Coach K is like, I just don't understand why the media is attacking Grayson. Um, this is a kid. This is a child. This is mm-hmm. a 22-year-old child. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a little baby boy. Uh, lay off of him, all that kind of stuff. I don't mean to do all that because uh, it is deserved. Like Grace, all the all the dist- distractions, whatever you want to call them. Um, we call them trips. Yes, the tripping mm-hmm. was brought upon himself. But it should be mentioned that Grayson Allen is a good basketball player. Yes, and uh, very that, good at basketball. You know, like the memes. Yeah, surround. You know. Like people were no, shocked when no he was one, a first yeah, round pick, right, and exactly. it's like Grayson Allen is a surefire first round pick. Like yes. he, he is a guy that was going to go. He's very, in the first very, round. very talented. It's yes. just. Uh, we don't like talking about his talent. We'd, we'd rather talk about him tripping people. And this his, is a man stupid haircut. who, in a, in a write-up before the draft, was compared to LeBron James mm-hmm. in the sense that he was a point forward. <laughs> he was, he's been compared to LeBron James. Luka uh, Doncic. Dickie. He's, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> so those are, uh, that's high praise. Two Dickie best v, players in the league. Dickie V always compared him to John Havlicek. Yes. That was the other thing. And, and then, Danny Ferry. And then uh, Jalen, on the night of the draft, pulled out the Bob Sura, which was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> we should have done that. That should have been our bit with the rookies. Like We should we should compare all these guys. We should do Jalen comparisons for all these guys for this segment. Um, We're like, this reminds me of a mix between Alex English yeah. <laughs> and Pete Maravich. Everyone's like, what? does that is that a person exist? That sounds like the greatest basketball player of all time. And then it's Alex, Alex Ajinka it's or someone. a dash of Mark Price. <laughs> Little little Byron Russell in there. Uh, 
you know, something like that. Uh, should we go through? So we, we talked about right, Trey yeah, Young yeah. a little bit. We talked about Colin Sexton. This guy is a guy, Landry, Landry Shamit. Like, come on. This is Markel Fultz insurance, as I like to say. Yeah. They decided. He's been playing well, right, in the yes. preseason? That doesn't I, surprise me. I, Wichita State was a little disappointing last year, and they kind of, the, the, the beauty of being a mid-major, by the way, is that when you're good, people notice, and when you aren't as good, it just kind of disappears. Mm-hmm. And like no one really remembers that Wichita State should have been better last year. It's just like, oh, they weren't good. So the people just kind of ignored them, whereas we probably should have been a little perturbed yeah. by the whole situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we talked about it during the year. I mean, it was yeah. a lot of the guys where Shaq Moore, some of those guys that you, McDuffel, as I like to call him, mm-hmm. uh, we thought that those guys would step up. They didn't. But this isn't about Wichita State. This is about the NBA. Right. This is about the Sixers. I, I keep forgetting we're doing an NBA police. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. People were like, where is Wichita State? I'm what are you to, talking I'm, yeah, about? Yeah, my bad. Uh, the Sixers have Markel Fultz, who was the number one pick. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that uh, before. That happened. They traded for that. They drafted him. He had a tough time last year. Now everyone thinks he's back. He's going to start. Serious question. Is he up for rookie of the year? Is he? No. He's not? Why not? He played. He played games. Did he really? Yeah. Remember Joe House told us he had that one triple-double that everyone's everyone's. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's where he's at. Cool. (laughs) And so they have Shamit and they have TJ McConnell. Shamit is basically Markel Fultz light. He's not that as is good. Right. He, I do remember him coming back. Yeah, then, he's yeah, not. He's I not. Shame is yeah. not as talented or athletic as Marco Fultz, but he also knows how to play basketball. He's longer than you think. He's smarter than you think. <laughs> uh, you know all the good things that you want out of a point guard. Seriously, like Landry Shamit is very underrated. I think, and that was a pretty yeah. good pick for them. Landry Shamit, if if he uh, he should have come out two years ago after the. Um, what, they, they ended up losing to Kentucky, was it mm-hmm. that year? Yeah, he should have come 2014, out. Twenty fourteen, right? <laughs> no, no, the. Uh, 20, um, I don't even know what year yeah, it is. You said 24 I don't know what year it is. Uh, the uh, uh, two years ago, they 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 beat Dayton in the IU sweepstakes when it was Greg Marshall versus Archie Miller, mm-hmm. um, and then I think they lost to Kentucky in the second. Was it the second round? It might this is in 2016. Yeah. yeah, he should have come out then. Should have come out then. Anyway. As we always say about every player, yeah. you probably should just go out when yeah, you're out. Yeah. Just go to the draft. You know, more guys. I don't understand this. Remember when guys used to come out after high school? Like guys don't do that anymore. It's weird. That's what like I feel like more guys should do that. Where, I don't understand. Where are it. the Tracy McGrady's in the world? Where's the talent? We're losing it. Speaking of talented guys and guys that uh, are fans of this, oh, of, yes, of the ringer yes, in general, it's time. especially fans of Kevin so, O'Connor. We are now losing our entire NBA audience because uh, we want to talk about Mo Wagner mm. and um, everyone's saying who mm. who is Mo Wagner. Uh, you mean Moritz Wagner? Yeah, Moritz. I know of Moritz Wagner. But yeah, who is that, Mo Wagner? They, they, the guy from Michigan. Yeah, uh, was drafted by the Lakers. I thought I, I've gone back and forth a hundred times. So, like when he was initially drafted, LeBron had not signed with LA yet. Mm-hmm. We kind of thought it might happen. Was, signs were pointing that way. Brian Windhorst was going on TV and being like, "Listen, I don't know anything, but I'm just saying he's going to the Lakers." But <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything. It's like I haven't so talked to like, LeBron. Hmm, that but seems he did suspicious. Just buy a house yeah. And uh, he has purple and Wendy, gold. That stuff seems a little out. suspicious. Mm-hmm. I think LeBron might be. But at the time when Wagner was drafted by the Lakers, I thought that is a perfect fit for him. Like this super young team. Um, he's he's going to be in a great spot. I was very excited about it. And then LeBron signs, and LeBron basically does his like renovation of the Lakers where he guts the entire house and and gets you know puts it up how he likes it and I was really worried that Wagner is now going to be lost in the shuffle but then like other people are think he's actually getting that may I don't know he's actually got a shot like he might not actually be traded and stuff I don't know I don't I'm hearing like I'm hearing things from everybody I don't know what to think anymore well Wendy's not here he's not in LA so that hurts like Windhorse is the guy that's going to tell us what's actually going on with LeBron we don't have that boots on the ground anymore unfortunately uh I think Wagner got screwed by LeBron because Wagner's a five 
LeBron is probably going to play more of the five on this Lakers team than we thought. Mm -hmm. But I think that he likes Wagner because LeBron, speaking speaking of the NBA, LeBron James likes college basketball. He Mm -hmm. watches college basketball. He knows Mo Wagner. He watched him go all the way to the title game. He knows what it's about. So I I think LeBron, in the same way that LeBron James said, I will stay in Miami if you guys trade P.J. Harrison for Shabazz Napier. I think he did want Mo Wagner. I don't. I don't know if they talked before. You know, that's yeah. colluding. I doubt it happened. But I think he likes Wagner, Wagner, and wants Wagner to be in L.A. And we need Wagner to be in L.A. because Kevin O'Connor and Mo Wagner are going to be our best, best friends. friends. Yeah, they already are best. They friends. They already are best. Friends. That's uh, yes. Wagner is is KOC's LeBron. Beverly source. Hills Cops three. Just, Mo uh, Wagner, Kevin O'Connor. Spoiler alert for all the Ringer people: uh, when you hear us, when you hear KOC say the words, my sources are telling me LeBron. And then it's dot 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 whatever he says after that. That's a just, text message. Just take from out Mo my Wagner. sources are telling yes, me. Yes, Mo Wagner just, Mo texted, just me texted me that LeBron said <laughs> we're playing like shit in practice, and if we don't step it up, he's cutting all of us. No, so uh, the Wagner, the, the point I was making was like uh, when the, when LeBron said he's coming to the Lakers, I thought Wagner is 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 gone. Like he's going to be traded in the snap of a finger. They're going to find a way to ship him out. But I don't think still could be traded. I don't. Th- yeah, that's true. But I don't, I don't necessarily think like I don't think LeBron is it does that. As much in it, like, because I, I feel like I feel like he's kind of got his guys, and they're going to be fine. Like, I don't know, maybe not. Maybe I'm just I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I think you just love. I want uh, Wagner you, to stick here. I'm just, trying to I'm trying to talk myself into this. You just love LeBron and the idea of this no. man having this team, and you. No, want- here's 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 the point I'm making. Like LeBron with the Cavs or, or whenever whatever is like you're saying he's well, too old to, for this shit. He's too old for this shit. Yeah. Yes, Tate. Yes. Like it used to be like. I have to. I have to win now. Like I'm going to gut the team. I'm going to. I want Kevin Love. I, I Give feel me like Kevin he's Love. a little more yeah. patient now, mm-hmm. and he's willing to keep Wagner around. Hopefully, I don't know. He's wise. I'm just up. trying to talk myself. He's into wise it. up in his old age. Uh, let's talk about another guy from Ohio. Speaking of Ohio, yeah. he's not from Ohio, but played in Ohio. Trevon Blewett. Trayvon yeah. Blewett. Uh, Tra- Trayvon Blewett. He's, he pronounced <laughs> it the correct way. Yeah, you, Trayvon. You got, you got tripped up by uh, Trevon Duval. Duval. Yeah. Uh, Blewett comes and basically doesn't get drafted. No one really... We always liked Blewett. He was one of the best yeah, players in the country. Yeah, he was an All-American. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. He, he was like always. kind of a National Player of the Year run there for a second. He, he, there, there was like a, a, a two-month stretch where it was like, if you said Trevon Blewett should win National Player of the Year, no one thought you were really that crazy. No, just, everyone's like, hey, he's pretty good, and I, I like that Xavier team, and Chris Max a good coach, and now Chris Max at Louisville, and the rest is history. But yeah. Blewett is with the Pelicans. He's got a two-way mm. deal. And if there's any team, I mean, if you're just a basketball player, and you're in the EuroLeague, and you're like, I finished third in the EuroLeague MVP race, and I'm only 22 years old, yeah. I think you got to call your agent and say, can I play on the Pelicans? Yeah. Like, I think I can beat out Deron Lamb or whoever is on their team and each one more, whoever these people are. I think Alex Ajinka just got traded out of there or something like that. I think he has a chance to play. I don't know what that will mean for Blue. I think if you are on the Pelicans, you have a chance to play. Yes. <laughs> I think yes. you and I could be yes. on the Pelicans and have a chance to play. Um, moving along, Omari Spellman, uh, Villanova Wildcat, kind of a underappreciated... Uh, I mean, by the end of the season, he was very appreciated. But uh, he was drafted. He was was he a first rounder? Yeah. So three first, first rounders round? for Atlanta. They have Trey Young who goes mm-hmm. first, Kevin Herter who goes second from Maryland, who's the shooter, uh, and then Amar Spellman who goes thirtieth. And Spellman obviously is basically Dwayne Dedman insurance. Okay. So he'll be the five. Okay. Collins ideally would be I the like four. Your insurance. Your, yeah, is, it, is this insurance. a new bit? Are we getting the no, are we getting Dwayne Dedman insurance? Can we turn this into a bit? We're, we're sponsored. The, the whole NBA Palooza is sponsored by State, State Farm. Farm. Yeah. Can we get like Tate Frazier insurance salesman? And he's like all these guys, uh, uh, Omari Spur, uh, Spellman. 
Dwayne Dedman insurance. There you go. There you go. Buy it up. That's what Atlanta did. <laughs> uh, Amari Spellman can shoot threes. He can do a lot of stuff. He was impressive in the tournament. We like him. Apparently, he's not going to play, but so much uh, early on because he's like still figuring things out. Mm-hmm. I've seen him jack a lot of threes. Well, also make a lot yeah, of threes, yeah. but he's been jacking a lot of threes. So yeah. I think they're trying to get him to kind of buy in to be an actual five. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> Duncan Robinson. A lot of now no, we've we've officially yes. lost the audience mm-hmm. at this point. Um, mm-hmm. They're saying why Duncan? Why is Duncan Robinson on your top twenty-five rookies list? And I'm going to tell you why. This man uh, is is an underdog hero. Tate that has like he he took summer league by storm. Mm-hmm. Um, gets his two-way contract. Probably going to be playing in Sioux Falls in the in the <laughs> Pentagon. We found out by the way. Can we just mention that yes. the Heat's G League team is in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which is the funniest thing to motivate their players because yeah. they're basically like, oh, you you really like Miami? You like the three right. or five? Well, you're going to Sioux Falls. Uh, but but we have we have to put Duncan Robinson, friend of the program, on the list. Uh, we we're we're hoping to get some NBA burn. Yeah, yeah. and a two way player and a guy that went from D three to D one to a national. A guy title that's game. also wore like the, I've I've seen him wear number sixty two for the Heat and wear number fifty five for the Heat, and I just I I hope that becomes a shtick where he just looks like like he embraces the fact that he's the guy that they just like toss the jersey. Mm-hmm. The random jersey they have laying there with the <laughs> and now number seventy seven <laughs> Duncan Robinson. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Uh, moving along, Ray Spalding. Uh, well, you, you just shook your head. What does that mean? I, I mean, Ray Spalding is like a true... We talked about this. Uh, we talked about Louisville last night. We mm-hmm. thought that he was going to be Mahmoud, but better and have a great season. But then we realized that we didn't actually watch Louisville basketball last Nobody season. Did. We just talked about Rick Pitino Nobody the entire did. time. So right. we weren't really fair to Ray Spalding. I thought that was a pretty good pick for the Mavs. Or they didn't even pick him. I think they just brought him in for the Mavs. And he's like a seven-footer that can run the floor, yeah. looks the part. Has all the like random, like you talk about Mitchell Robinson and all these guys that they drafted and people are excited about. It's like Ray Spalding is one of those guys as well. He got, he got cheated by the Patino stuff. And I, I use cheated in a sense that like if, if Patino was still coaching last year, people would be much higher. We could say Spalding. he got shortchanged. Yeah, there you go. He got shortchanged by all the, the Louisville stuff, but mm-hmm. we believe in his talent. Uh, another Laker, Sfima Luke, that I think Lakers fans are like loving him. He's, mm-hmm. he's doing well, right? Again, like I see, if his name was Sam Miller, no way, yeah. he, no way he gets drafted in the second round. Uh, I, I, I've been seeing though a lot of stuff on like maybe it's just people tweeted at me every time Sfima Kylik does anything. Oh, LeBron but I've been loves, that he's, he's LeBron like blowing up. Yeah, like they people have they have these videos in practice of LeBron just like throwing the ball to the corner to Sfima Kylik for mm-hmm. wide open threes, and of course he makes it every time. That's what Sfima does. Bridges, this is the most fun story of the draft. He gets drafted by the hometown mm-hmm. Sixers. Everyone's excited. His mom is crying. She's like. We're going to be in the same building forever. Yep. You could see the darkness in his face. He was like, I can't believe this is happening to me. Yeah. I have to stay around my family again. Yeah. He gets traded, luckily, to the Phoenix Suns. They have an abundance of wings at this point. But Bridges gets out of Dodge, and now they have TJ Warren, Mikel Bridges, and, and now, Josh Jackson. Instead of playing for the one of the most exciting, young, fun teams in his hometown, he gets to go to Phoenix and sit the bench. He looked pretty happy about it. Wings. He looked pretty happy about it. I mean, a lot of pressure at Villanova for the last few years, so I don't uh, blame him. Miles Bridges, speaking of Bridges, played out of position all year last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the biggest, I, I'll never get over what Tom Izzo did to that team, how he ruined Michigan State last year. Um, and Let's say Nick been, Ward. Yeah, Nick Ward. I think it was more team. Nick but, Ward yeah, intimidation. Yeah, Tom Izzo enabled him. Um, but Miles Bridges, plays for your Hornets now. He's going to be starting over Michael Kidd Gilchrist yeah. very soon. Uh, yeah. And I think he lost 15 pounds. This is the classic. This is the time when everyone lost 15 loses. 15 pounds of fat. Yeah, everyone not loses. Muscle. Certainly, not muscle. you would never lose 15 no. pounds of muscle. You lost yeah. 15 pounds of fat. 15 right? pounds of fat, right. uh, which is easy to do. People do it all the time. Uh, Miles Bridges will become the small forward. We thought he was out of position. Mm-hmm. Now it looks like he actually is athletic enough to play the three. 
And I think he might be a dark horse rookie of the year pick. Well, okay, to okay, okay. That's, to that's a little crazy. Yeah, okay, a little crazy. But um, the man dunks. The he ball. played out of position for college. Like I knew his his NBA future was small forward. But Tom, Tom Izzo, your your job is not to worry about the NBA future. Your job is to win the national championship. The Big Ten needs you to win a national championship, please. Um, moving on, Dante Divincenzo, the big ragu. I think that's all we have to say. The yeah. big ragu. He's basically going to come in and most help these guys. Most outstanding player. Yeah. Final four most outstanding player. Um, yeah. Is he is he going to get burned for the Bucks? Yeah. Yeah. Somewhat. We'll see. I think so. Uh, Vince Edwards. Where did he go? The Rockets? Yeah. He's on the Rockets. Vince that's Edwards right. on the Rockets signed. Uh, we saw him at the three on three tournament. Good shooter. He, uh, six foot seven. They need wing help. They need young guys to come in because they lost Ariza and Luke Mbamute. So now they have James. <laughs> my, my Vince Edwards opinion yeah. after watching him play Purdue. Uh, for his entire career, he is the definition of like a good guy basketball player. Mm-hmm. That like he's got all the talent in the world. He's a very nice guy, but that's what's holding him back. Sort of like wish, a Justin yeah, Jackson. Yeah, thing. I wish he'd be more of a dick, and he would be much much more better. of a Jimmy Butler. Yeah, yeah that's my Vince Edwards opinion. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, Memphis Grizzlies. I I I did not really love him last year because again he was um, not used correctly at Michigan State, but uh, I was just in Memphis. Not to brag, I was just in Memphis a few days ago, and um, he looks good. And you heard good things, the, the right? Grizzly, yeah, like yeah. Conley, Conley's really excited about him. I've, I did hear though they are apparently word on the street is he's, he's kind of a, a, a child and just how he talks and, and carries himself and all that kind of stuff. So, I don't, so he's I don't not like a nineteen year old Euro like, MVP. I don't mean like he's, he's just a normal nineteen yeah, year old. Yeah, he's just like a normal nineteen year old. People forget these kids are very young, Tate. So. Um, Maybe we should get him some cigarettes. Who, who else do we need to cover on this list? I mean, as we're going through, I mean, Shea Gilders Alexander is a guy. Uh, Jerry West, uh, they were all trying to figure out who Jerry West wanted in this draft. He was the first time he controlled the Clippers. Mm-hmm. He gets Shea Gilders Alexander, Jerome Robinson, gets like six foot six, big point guard. That's the new thing that everyone's trying to do. Is why Lonzo was number two pick. And they get Jerome Robinson, who can shoot a lot of threes. Another guy who's also on our list uh, out of Boston College. A lot of people probably didn't see him last year, but no, Kai Bowman uh, and Jerome Robinson. They beat, they beat Duke. <laughs> that was in December. And who so, else did they beat? Didn't they have another upset that they... Yeah, I can't remember. I don't remember. They, they, they had another big Virginia win. or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, who, uh, Javon Carter, we're... Uh, we're just going to pour one out. Not physically, yeah, but... Yeah, Javon Carter, we're rooting for him. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't know if he's got the chops. Also... I'm really worried about... Javon Carter NBA it, career. It's not good when you go in for your rookie contract and they try to sign you to the veterans minimum. You know, <laughs> that's never good. They're like, what's your name again? Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, Javon Carter is like, he's going to have the same attitude of Colin Sexton where it's like, he's going to be told he's not good enough and he's going to to really work hard. And and I, I love the kids work. He's, he's, but the problem, he's just a great college player. That's mm-hmm. like, the, he's one of those guys that you just say, phenomenal college player. Just, I don't know. He's just, just limited. Can't quite cut just it. Can't kid. quite cut it. Um, who else do we got to talk about? Lonnie Walker got injured with the Spurs, a guy mm-hmm. from Miami that we were really excited about, five-star dude. Uh, first Miami player, I think, to get all freshman honors in Miami the ACC. was ranked sixth in the country. They started 10-0. and Yep. Uh, Bruce Brown, Lonnie yeah. Walker, Dewan Hewell, who's now Dewan Hernandez, just changed. Lonnie Walker I is very, very good and was very good, but I... I think he's not as good as he thinks he is but that might be a good thing that's a, you know like i said with vince edwards we were worried about like vince edwards too nice of a guy lonnie walker believes in himself there was a world in which where Dejounte murray and lonnie walker were a fun young little yeah. duo uh in the backcourt and then obviously with the rosen coming in for the spurs that would have yeah. been cool wendell carter duke guy yeah. uh his duke mom guy. we all know she's probably the biggest star of this probably the she's the lavar ball of moms and uh last but not least kata bates d up my guy ohio state uh First round pick taken in the second round for some reason. Um, 
surprising. He's, he's actually like beloved in the Timberwolves. Is the Jimmy Butler thing going to work out well for him somehow? Well, he was on the team with Jimmy that beat the starters. Oh, that's a good look. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So Lou Aldane, Katie Bates, Diop, mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler uh, beat you know Carlton Towns, Anthony or Andrew Wiggins, all the rest of those. That's guys. it. Those are those are our rookies that we're really excited about. Um, and Mo Bamba, our favorite. Mo Bamba, yeah. Mo Bamba is a guy that we. I mean, we both saw him in summer league. Uh, talked to him a little bit. Super nice kid, super smart kid, and Mobamba again. Not to brag, Mobamba. We were in Vegas. We're eating dinner. Mobamba says, Mobamba Mo says, uh, save a seat for me. I'm gonna go up and take a shower. I'll come eat dinner with you guys. Goes up and take a shower. Never saw him again. Never talked to him again. So love that kid. Great yeah. kid. Good, good head on his shoulders. Yeah. Really, really written for smart him. Smart enough to get out of there. Uh, so that's it. Those are our those are our rookies. Uh, that's it. Thank you for uh, watching. Thank you for us. letting us talk yeah. about the NBA. Yeah, the NBA. It's, it's I fun for will us. never talk about the NBA the rest of the season. <laughs> All right, and there it is. Uh, The most informative NBA rookie showcase you've ever heard uh, from two guys that know everything about Mm -hmm. the NBA. As you know, that's just who we are. We're professional basketballers. We talk about it. We Place your bets accordingly uh, (laughs) on the the NBA Rookie of the Year. Uh, My favorite thing about this NBA Palooza was the revelation as we had just from the wind pool thing, right towards the end of the wind pool thing, Tate, um, there was a moment where the room re- like collectively realized that DeAndre Ayton is really good, mm-hmm. and that was pretty satisfying for me to be like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> he was the number one pick. Yeah. Uh, he was also a guy that I think every blue bud now has yeah. put in a bid for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're like, man, you see what DeAndre Ayton's doing in the preseason? This guy, Whew. Congratulations, yeah. Mark Schleybach. You it's, did it. Uh, uh, who knows if you have a wiretap, but... Schleybach is back. We're going to talk yes. about... Okay, we're, again, we're, we're, we're teasing so much. We will be back on Thursday, but... Schleybach is bringing the heat again, uh, and oh my God, Bill Self, it's happening. To you. Is it happening? I'm getting, I'm getting titillated just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Three stripes, watch out. Uh, let's talk about though. You talk about heating up. We're, we're going to be on tour. We're very excited yep. about this. This is uh, really an honor. We've we've joked about it. We've been Memphis. We've we've made plenty of references about how much we wanted to be out on tour. It finally happened. Uh, we are finally excited to say that it is real. Uh, Friday, November second, we are going to Columbus, Ohio, the hometown of Mark Titus. Not really the hometown, but like where it's you live. It's a hometown. I've there twelve years. I can count it. You can count his hometown, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the king of Columbus, uh, the man that saved mm-hmm. the crew, the man is responsible for saving the crew. We'll get to that in a second. But that's happening. We have at the funny bone ten fifteen. We have commitments from Greg Oden. Mm. We have commitments from head coach Chris Holtman. Whoa. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. If you're listening if you're listening and you live anywhere close to Columbus and you want to hear Tate and I talk to Greg Oden and a guy by the name of Chris Holtman, I don't know. Just a guy who should have won national coach of the year last year. That's all. Yeah. And also a guy that continues to go to programs where he's supposed to come in yeah. and basically take over for a guy that was the best the of best all time ever. and continues to do great and things. And somehow he's like He's like, no, I got no, it. Yeah, he's, he's got it. <laughs> he's it's like, cool. I got it. It's fine. I get it. Uh, and then on Saturday, we got the second show. That's in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. We said that right. Louisville, Kentucky. 8 p.m. That is at Headliners Music Hall. Um, we're very excited about that show. We're very excited to be in the Bluegrass State. We're very excited just to see the people of Louisville. We know that we have made so many jokes at the expense of Rick Pitino. Yep. But know that we say all of it with love for Louisville. We're, working, Louisville. we're working on getting guests for Louisville. Uh, we don't have anything solid quite yet but we have some names in mind um so if so hey, Rick. They, yeah yeah Rick, 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 come on Rick, Rick, please put your that, put that jumpsuit on and well we're not doing the show on monday rick it's okay you can come <laughs> i don't think he could wear the jumpsuit to our show it, it would be too much yeah he would, yeah um <laughs> <laughs> too much we would be shook next show we have sunday uh so we have three shows in a row uh this is in bloomington this is in indiana uh, 7 p.m. at the Bluebird. On November 4th? November right? 4th, Sunday yeah. night, November 4th at 7 uh, p.m. The guest I will tease for this one, I got a commitment from a former 
head basketball coach mm. of the Indiana Hoosiers, mm. who is known to speak his mind, who has a little bit of a short temper, and is a very old school approach to basically everything in life. So I don't know, folks. Connect the dots as you see fit. That's a wink wink uh, for those who want to keep up with those mm-hmm. sorts of things. And then the final show of the trip is a four four shows. We're very excited about it. Wednesday, November 7th. Sold Chicago. out, baby. Sold out. Zany's Comedy Club. Chicago, we love you. I mean, you're, you're a Cubs fan. I adopted the Cubs for that one day. I, I was feel, in Chicago. So are we worried that the Chicago thing is uh, a trap? Because we talk a lot of shit about Sister Jean. We mm-hmm. talk a lot of shit about uh, Collins and Northwestern. Yes. Are we at all worried that like the Chicago show sold out in the snap of a finger and that we're going to get there thinking it's like people who love us and we walk out and it's just basically people wanting to kill us because we shit on Northwestern. Some guy walks up and he's like Joey Capone and he just graduated from Northwestern. It's the, yeah, it's like the Chicago State fan base as well. They're like, fuck you for making jokes about my alma mater. And yeah, and now that I'm thinking about this, I'm a little bit nervous about the Chicago. We have asked Sister Jean, uh, she said, I don't know who the hell you guys yeah. are. And she did say hell. So. She's, no, you know what she said? She said, I'm going to wait to see how the first three show goes, mm. shows go. And if you guys are like a hit, then I'm going to jump on your bandwagon and I might show up. But if you're not, then I'm going to not ever acknowledge it. And it was crazy. Then she duggied out of the room mm-hmm. and we were like, yeah, how, nimble, how nimble is this old lady? My God, so is she weird. like Yoda? Yeah, it was so, it was very it was strange. Very strange. Uh, we've got a lot of questions asking uh can will you guys add a second show to chicago um can you give the people what we want like there's so many of us can that you drink come. it basically yeah. is what they're asking yes add a second show like cater to the fans that are here that we really really want to see you and to that we say no yes it's not no, happening no. no we're doing one show mm-hmm. you had your chance uh let that be a lesson you know next time we come to town don't take it for granted that tickets are still going to be available however tickets are available for the other three <laughs> yeah, places. So, so if you want to drive to yeah, drive Louisville, to, drive to Columbus, Bloomington, Bloomington or Louisville Columbus. Columbus um anything else before we go tape I'm excited for Thursday. I think I'm we're excited. really going to be a good show. We're back. We're going to we're going to break it all mm-hmm. down. This is uh this is honestly we got the Dickie V tweets. We got all this stuff coming out And about, we're back in the yeah. same room and like weird things happen when Tate and I get together and um I please don't misinterpret that and like make jokes about that at our expense. I don't mean it like that. You you freaking sickos. Mm. I mean just just you know, we just we put we put out good content when we get together. It's also one of those things where it's weird to just call people and talk on the phone these days. Yeah. So we do that on a podcast every single week. But it's now good to have you in Los Angeles. We're excited for this. Uh, I also want to want to plug real quick. Um, I, I mentioned the belt that I'm bringing back, the Trillion Belt. Uh, I, I for for those who are just tuning in for the first time, uh, I am giving out a WWE replica championship belt to uh, whoever leads the country in trillions this year in college basketball. And if you don't know what trillions are, shame on you. Just Google it. Uh, Whoever gets the most trillions in college basketball wins the belt. Um, it's a contest we're going to be doing all year. But I want the only I, I can't. I'm not going to track every player. I'm only going to track the players that submit their own names. So, if you are a college basketball player listening to this, it, it doesn't matter if you're a walk on. It doesn't matter if you are DeAndre Hunter and the best player in the country. Ty Jerome. Which, by the way, I think no. Oh, oh, oh I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. I thought you were talking about Ty. Um, no, DeAndre, I think DeAndre Hunter. Might oh, be the okay. best player in the country. Oh, sorry, a little, I got, uh, just got confused. Um, it's like a Villanova. So yeah, yeah, DeAndre, DeAndre, submit your name. We want you on the list. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a college basketball player in Division One. Uh, you can be in this contest. You just probably won't win if you're actually good at basketball. Um, but if you're not a college basketball player and you know college basketball players, or uh, you are just a fan of college basketball and you want to tweet at current players and tell them to sign up, that's awesome too. Uh. Please email us at one shining pod at, gmail. at gmail.com mm-hmm. to enter the contest. Um, 
If you are emailing us for any other reason than that, please know I hate you. That is what our Twitter DMs are for. <laughs> if you want to slide in with your bullshit, just slide into our DMs. Kyle's reading them. I read them sometimes. Read I don't them read them all. While you guys are at the concert tonight. Yeah. I'll read everything. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle goes through them all. So um, if, if you want to send us bullshit, send it there. Uh, but please submit your your entries for the contest at oneshiningpod at gmail.com. We're going to get that going this week. Uh, that's pretty much all I have. The one last thing I want to say, Tate, is that I end every single podcast since we started the new iteration of One Shining Pod, Rest in Peace, Teed Up, when mm. we rebranded, I've ended every single podcast by saying Save the Crew. Yes. A lot of people have no idea what that meant. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Why? what is this? What? What is this? What Everyone is thought crew? it was like a uh, like a Titanic-type mm-hmm. deal, or who knows? What yeah, was it the brew crew? Yeah. Are you talking about the yeah. Milwaukee Something Brewers? Something nautical-related, are you, yeah. Yeah, what, what is going on here? Uh, the crew were the—they still are. I don't know why I said were— um, the professional soccer team in Columbus, Ohio, my hometown, as we said. Um, I was a season ticket holder for five years. News broke last year that the Columbus crew were moving to Austin, Texas. Mm. This was a very big problem. Uh, I canceled my season tickets, which I canceled my season tickets, and then I quickly found out that we were not supposed to cancel it. Like the the fan base was like, "Now we got to rally behind the boys and not cancel season tickets." I don't know. I just didn't want to <laughs> give. I don't want to give my money to the asshole owner, so I canceled my season tickets. Um, so I, did, I that happened. The story was basically the the Sonics leaving. Yeah, for the for Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what it was. And going they were on. one of the original was like, MLS teams. The so owner was a complete yeah. shithead. Mm-hmm. He he swindled everybody out of it. He blamed the fans. He's like, you guys aren't. Cut. He he was shitty. Like everything he did was basically undermining the fans and treating the fans like shit. And then the fans would kind of stop coming to games, and he'd be like, "See, you guys are bad fans. That's why I'm moving the team." All of this was going on. There was a real fan base. They rallied together. They started this movement called Save the Crew. I contributed my part by saying three words at the end of every podcast yeah. and tweeting about it every so often. But uh, it's amazing. There was like, it was this grassroots organization of volunteers. They just basically said, fuck this guy. You're not taking our soccer team. We're going down swinging. Long story short, this past week, literally the day that I was pulling out of my driveway, leaving Columbus, Ohio to come to Los Angeles for 10 weeks, the news broke that the crew have been saved. And I say all that, one, because it's awesome and it's exciting. And I know it's soccer and this is a college basketball podcast, so why are you bring it up? But the reason I bring it up is because now what the hell do I say when we log off the podcast? We, we'll, we'll probably have some out. Bill Self stuff to say. What about like, yeah, no. <laughs> Maybe the sign-off is like, we got to figure save out yourself. something for Kyle. Save yourself. Yeah, save yourselves. <laughs> is there something for Kyle? Can we get Kyle verified on Twitter? Yeah, seriously. Get Kyle verified. That's yeah. my new sign-off for now mm-hmm. until we get Kyle verified on Twitter. Let's get Kyle that, verified. Kyle, are you okay with that? I'm fine with that. Okay, that's the new sign-off. So anyway, the crew have been saved. Hallelujah. We did it, Tate. Congratulations. I did it. I did it. So I'm going to I'm gonna use my power for good and try to figure out what else I can, what other three words I can say at the end of the podcast to make sure and make that my civic duty to, to cause change in the world. And I guess we just figured it out. I'll say get Kyle verified. So that's it. Let's get Kyle verified. Let's do it, Kyle. Anything else before we go? No. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back Thursday with the more traditional show, as we said. Uh, good luck to Zion Williamson and Bill Self between now and then because we're coming for you. Get Kyle verified. <laughs> <laughs>